Hello, podcast land. My name is Larry, and with my co-host Jeremy, for the American Experiment, where we like to talk about California and national politics, we will be covering anything we find interesting and that tickles our political funny bone. We both hail from the once great state of California and have a unique view on what's going on. But for now, I want to welcome my co-host, Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Larry. It's good to be back. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I mean, you know, getting things in order. It's, uh, you know, the end of summer and it's it's time to say goodbye to the heat. And, uh, well, we've got about a month and a half uh, for this heat wave. But uh, hopefully we can get some, starting to get some rain because uh, in the state of California, as you know, we kind of need it because we're on fuego, fire it is. A uh, little Spanish, Spanish lingo for you. Uh, and the whole is correcto. Yes. <laughs> and, and the state is burning, and we would like to have some colder weather and maybe some, some of that wet stuff to uh, get these fires in control. Well, you know, I, I actually experienced a little bit of wet stuff the other day in Southern California. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, um, you know, it was just sporadic. And, uh, but we definitely need, uh, Definitely need the rain in this state. We we could use a little forest management as well. Exactly. We all know that's not uh, the current administration's forte to, uh, yeah. you know, sort of be behind any of that kind of stuff. It's um, yeah. It was funny that you say that because I remember uh, it it's sprinkling and I'm like, and it's in August. I'm like, wait a minute. For people that are uh, in different parts of the country, we don't get in in most of California any uh uh i would say we don't get summer rain yes we don't get summer rain so it's like you know what we it's more of a they i've heard them say a mediterranean climate where it's usually dry in the summertime and then and our our rain usually comes in the wintertime yes yes and and the in the early spring yeah typically and you know it's it's uh it's not uncommon to have little deviations here and there in the weather, but, um, you know, every once in a while there might be, but it's, it's, it's not typical, you know, yeah. and, um, also, you know, going along with the Mediterranean climate is a lot of people say there's about, there's typically comes like a seven to 10 year period of, of, uh, you know, heavier rain than normal when we do get it in the winter and springtime. And then, uh, at following that a seven to 10 period, uh, year year period of drought yeah. uh, or or just you know pretty pretty measly rain and we've seen that sort of play out lately so uh, you know when you start hearing the climate alarmists screaming about carbon levels is the reason why you know uh, a 10 minute storm came through on uh, um, you know at the end of August uh, mm-hmm. in central California on the coast or something like that or in southern California near the coast uh, that's that's what, you know, that's, that's what it is, is, um, climate alarmism. It's not, yeah. it, it's not based in science. You know, that's why I always try to read up on the farmer's almanac for, uh, Very every good. year for the winter time, because I want to see, we have this, uh, uh, weather El Nino and La Nina, which is the El Nino is like the wet month and wet season, wet time of, sure. uh, during the winter and and these happen every three or four months uh three or four years 
every cycle. And then La Nina is usually dry and cold. And so yes. um, that's usually what we, we usually look for. But uh, getting back to the topic at hand, we were, we were going to be discussing Afghanistan. And uh, Jeremy, is there something you want to say? I mean, there's multiple things we could talk about. Um, is there something you want to start off with with talking about this? Well, you know the the first thing that struck me, as you said, there's there's so many there's so much to talk about with Afghanistan, and so many people are talking about so many aspects of it. Um, but the the one, and I'm sure you know, maybe somebody may have mentioned this uh, before myself as well. But it struck me how even as uh, in the tank for the uh, the leftists that the mainstream, you know, what Rush used to call the drive-by media, mm-hmm. as, as bad as they are in the tank for them, even they couldn't, not, you know, not all of them. There's, there's definitely uh, the, the apologists for Biden and the, the total debacle in, you know, in uh, Afghanistan. But e- e- there are even people amongst some of the, some of the worst, you know, party hacks in the mainstream media that even they had to come out and say, wow, this is, <laughs> this is so bad, you know, really, uh, we got both cheeks hanging out in the breeze on this one. This, even they could, you know, realize, uh, what a total, besides being, in, you know, the, uh, the terror and the, uh, um, um, the, the horrible things that, that will be going on now that we let, you know, these, these, uh, you know, these, these demons from these back caves in uh, a crevasse somewhere come out and, you know, have, have now a fertile breeding ground, uh, you know, a very inaccessible, easily defended uh, spot right in the middle of Asia, up in the mountains, you know, the hinge of Asia, as as they've called it in the past. And um, for us to just let the, let it go like that. And for, you know, but all, all the horror that's going to happen because we've let you, we've seeded ground to these, these, um, you know, I, I don't know what, the, what you want are these maniacs. Yeah. You know, even, but you know, it's, it's the debacle is so bad that um, even the, the people in the main, there's people in the mainstream press that are talking about, you know, this is a, just an international embarrassment and, you know, our allies all over the place are questioning like how unreliable is the U S now, you yeah. know? And, uh, um, and, you know, these are people, you know, <laughs> we're talking when, you know, the, the, the corporate media that I'm talking about, the ones that, uh, you know, work right in lockstep with, um, you know, Hollywood and the, uh, you know, the tech elites and, uh, you know, the, pe- the, the, all the communist professors, you know, they, they all, they're all on really on the same page, you know, pretty well. And, um, you know, they, they will do whatever to carry that water. Just like sometime back here, uh, you know, there was a CNN story about uh, these white supremacists that like the Taliban. And so mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you look into it, you find out that the, the, the story is based on an anonymous Instagram post. That's what yeah, anonymous Instagram post. So, you know, when you when you can produce your own um, story like that, you know, that's that's we're we're beyond, you know, one of Joseph Goebbels dreams. Mm -hmm. I mean, he'd have to stand on his mother's shoulders to kiss the ass of these people that the the propagandists that we have working in the the mainstream, uh, 
you know, the drive-by media to, you know, to carry the water and support every, you know, to support the critical race theory and to support all this garbage, uh, you know, the, the insane um, climate uh, assertions like, oh, you know, there's going to be more negative weather and more extreme weather because of our carbon levels and climate change, all this, this garbage that they throw out there in, you know, that they, uh, the way they frame the narrative for those that are inside that matrix. Well, even I mean, they I, had to admit how fucked up this was. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, the thing is, I have to give credit where credit's due. CNN, I, I didn't listen to CNN, but I've heard some sources telling me that CNN was actually reporting news during the uh, uh, the terrorist attack. They, they were actually big. like giving the the credit that hey, the, this is a this yeah. is a shit show and it's fucked up. But on the other hand, and then they're saying they were saying all this stuff. And but I think, you know, it's just their cycle. They're like, OK, they they couldn't hide from this. They couldn't say put a, a, a pretty picture on this, this pig. Well, yeah, they couldn't do that. It, and so and they had that, to. It could be that those that, that, that came out against it and, and, and against Biden's handling of it. It could be that that's totally, you know, I mean, I. It, it may sound extreme to throw this out there, but I wouldn't doubt it one bit. I don't necessarily think it's the case, but I wouldn't doubt it that it could be that those that that was all part of a staged show to make it, you know, to make them look like um, they were credible. Is that right, what you're exactly. saying? Yeah. yeah, to do something to get back into the, uh, you know, into the, the realm of credibility, which they haven't been since they hired Don Lemon, at least, if not earlier than that. It's it, Lemon, remember. Oh, oh excuse <laughs> me. Le, lemon. Um, there's a lot of ways you could go with but that. Has he ever been credible? That's the thing. Is. No, he hasn't. And anybody who watches him and believe and believes anything he says, and, and the the what's so sickening about him, beside his, you know the arrogance and um, it, the 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 total total unprofessional, uh, total lack of uh, uh, journalistic um, air or you know the the proper journalistic. Uh, um, uh, ethics or you know however you want to uh, the, the way somebody in his position should act instead he acts like a spoiled little brat who hasn't gotten yeah. what he wants and he, he you know he, i mean there's been people on there before that have said something and he's turned to the camera and told the audience don't believe anything that man said everything that man just said is a lie yeah and you i mean i could go on and on about it. the worst one was when um not the worst one but the because i i've only seen him thank goodness i mean a few a handful of times in my life uh, and but you know <laughs> everything everything that I've seen is just you know reinforced uh, uh, what I had already heard about him. But anyways, no, he's he's total garbage. Anybody that watches that and believes what they do, or you know the Pat character over on MSNBC, yeah. um, the uh, anybody who Raise your mind out is what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's, that's you know, another thing, thing is, if we're going on to that real quick, I'm sorry. That's she, somebody that's totally working a shtick. You know well, I, the thing about if we're going to go, I want to sidetrack real quick and we got to get yes. back on topic. But sure. uh, Rachel Maddow uh, apparently now is they're, they're counseling her show and she's only going to be on for like once a week doing a weekly show. So we're, we're kind of blessed that you know, she's going to get less airtime. But well, they're going to pay her a lot of money. Yeah. Any, I, I, anybody that has a show on that channel is for first of all they're totally not credible they're 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 only extreme hacks for the leftists and second of all they're 
they're also like you know uh intellectually dishonest is they they're they're an they're really they're just an actor but they're telling you that they're not an actor and they're telling you that they're um giving you impartial information and they know that they're lying but they don't care so it it's you have so many things that are messed up i mean anybody that gives al Shar anyone that gives al sharpton yeah you know with uh, uh everybody forgets about freddie's Fa- uh, freddie's fashion mart and the bull yeah you know what i mean anybody that gives, Raleigh, yeah yeah and, and they even can they were even talking about him running for governor when the you know the um cuomo you know the creepy cuomo finally got uh you know his dirty laundry aired and, yeah. and he had to, to scam which that surprised me i didn't think they were going to kick him out yeah exactly um, so getting back to afghanistan because we, yes. we waved a little bit so um th- so now they're going to tow water for joe biden and they're basically going to say the people that that americans and and there's outrageous stories like there's a group of uh kids I don't know if they were on a, a, a school trip or not, but there's like 23 kids, I think from Sacramento area, that are stuck in Afghanistan. These these people that are there, the Americans, the people with visas, or they were allies to us that are, are hiding because they know they're going to get killed. Um, now they're saying, I, I think the administration's now saying, oh, it was it's their fault because we uh, we told them to get out, but... You know, you also hear you if you remember uh, two weeks before this, Biden was saying, no, 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 we've got control of everything. Everything's fine. This thing is going to go with no, no problem. We're going to be good. I mean, what are the I know you're good on like you're you're big on media BS or bullshit. I'm going to say it. What is the one thing that you look at and say that's totally egregious that they should just stop doing? Well, you know, many things, but the, the, the first one that really hits me is just the fact that, you know, he does nothing but pass the blame all the time. Mm-hmm. He never takes responsibility for anything, which is probably pretty honest, because I, yeah. I don't think he is responsible for, you know, I think he's just the face of, yeah. you know, whatever. But um, the, 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 how he gets out there and tries to make like, um, for one, that because the Taliban, uh, uh, you know, is, oh, well, you know, uh, the Taliban, need, they need to decide if uh, they want to be recognized on the world stage or, you know, ha- however he put it. The fact mm-hmm. that you would even be talking about this kind of people in those kind of terms is it's just, you know, I don't I don't think he really believes that. I don't think he's as senile as he makes out either. I think, you know, you don't uh, think so. No, I, you I think he's I, just I, I know that he's an act. Okay, so we know that he's been wrong all the time when yeah, when it comes to foreign policy. He he, I mean, he was the one that in in the Obama administration they they Obama didn't like stick up his neck and say, okay, we're gonna get Osama bin Laden. He basically had his war room and his administration, his cabinet, and they he asked everybody, hey, raise your hand if you think we should go get this guy. And I think Biden was the only guy that said, no, we shouldn't. I mean, well, no, he's no, been no, wrong a lot of things. See, Biden, uh, to me, you, you really see the real Biden when it comes to the foreign policy. What you mm-hmm. see is a selfish, self-centered, um, uh, sociopathic 
person who's only, you know, in whatever position he is to gain himself and other people that will pay him. That is, that's, that's the definition of his, uh, and I may have left a few things out, but you could say that's, yeah. you know, the core gist of his entire, perf- and, you know, anyone who knows about, you know, his older brother that was a contractor and the whole reason yeah. his father got him set up into politics at, at all, that makes total sense. If you, you know, if you know the real, the real history behind him and he will, you know, do what, do whatever to, um, you know, forward his own agenda. So when it comes to something as, uh, as low on the totem pole in his mind as getting some Americans out of, that doesn't benefit him at all. Uh, other than, uh, or I shouldn't say it doesn't, it wouldn't benefit him at all, but it it doesn't benefit him in a way that he sees is, um, is worth putting any effort toward. So he just, you know, doesn't care about it. Does it that he did? Because uh, you know he was around when uh, he was around back in the early seventies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people forget he was. Uh, he, he's been in public office since he was in his, I think, mid twenties. I think he's been thirty years, right? Or was it more? Forty. Yeah, I I I don't know right off the top of my head because I think he was. I, I want to say he was a congressman before he became senator, but yeah, I know I he think became, it's forty more than forty. Yeah. I know he became senator extremely young, yeah, and uh, and he's been there ever since. And you know he was he's hung around and he's been you know long lived enough that he was when Obama needed somebody to to level the ticket out, he was seen as a choice because he was white. And he he at times in the past he's tried to you know be sort of a moderate. I I don't think he really even has an ideology. I think he just does whatever benefits him at the time. And right now the Democrat Party is so far to the i mean they're like communist party usa yeah they make no bones about it and so yeah he's doing he's doing the same thing that any other democrat who was in office would do yeah Uh, well i think right now i'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on uh and i'm gonna say there there's i i think he's not running the i think you're right i think he's got yeah i don't think he really is i I, I think he's now saying I'm not saying that I don't think he's senile at all. I think he just plays it up a little more from time to time because yeah, because he, he wants to play dumb. Yeah, but it's, it's 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 just a tool for him. That's his personality. Um, you know, ask Tara Reid. Yeah. Well, I mean, now, now me getting on my hat back on, and I'm thinking yes. since he is being paid by China, could the foreign policy be dictated by the Chinese? Uh, communist I, I, government because of the fact that hey he's I getting these money China's coming in Russia's coming in they're taking all these uh, this uh, natural resources they're going to make a boatload of money um, once we leave they're coming in uh, it, it, or could it be just we just want to be little pansies and they want to regress into being a world power because that's what we're doing is we're we're not helping our allies and we're not uh, we're giving more power to the Russians and the Chinese and the Iranian. I, I think, I think the Chinese couldn't write a better foreign policy for them than every single move Joe Biden has done since he's assumed office. I yeah. be honest with you. I don't really don't think that's in the realm of tin hat conspiracy theory. Look at, yeah. at, look at everything China has been doing in the last, you know, 10 or 15 years and look at every move that we've been doing in the last 10 or 15 years. And I'm somebody who didn't graduate high school. So, you know, it's like, if you can look at what they're doing, China is doing everything that somebody in its position who would want to, um, 
take control of the world would do. And we have been doing, with the exception of the Trump administration, we have been doing basically whatever China wants us to do in that time period. So why would we do that unless there are people at the top that are paid off by, you know, they have they for whatever, however it is, whether it's money or power or both, that they have certain, um, you know, uh, uh, certain certain situations, um, certain relationships with people, and they benefit very greatly from them, and they're going to do those people's bidding, and you know, enable them to uh, become the uh, the rare uh, the rare earth, rare element um, mm-hmm. monopolizer of the entire world. Yeah. How would we how how would our government let that happen unless somebody, you know, it's it's ludicrous to think that these people that have risen to positions in our power who are so um, if if they were afraid of China ruling the world, they would have thought about that already. Yeah, they're not. So why are they not? Well, I mean, there's only, you know. There's only so many uh, answers to that question. Yeah, I mean, I thought even being a lim- libertarian at heart and, and thinking that we should get out of Afghanistan, we should have at least had a, had one base uh, or one uh, we site that we had. So we have some influence in the, in the region. The airfield was ideal. Yeah, yeah. Like just that have that there and, and we, could, we can control everything else. But you're right, Bagram was a, a good place to have something there we didn't have to take everything away and, and we could monitor everything and make yeah, sure what, everything what happens, was what happens if you're um say you're flying from you know one of the civilized areas of the world like new zealand and mm-hmm. say you know you're flying to uh i don't know switzerland or sweden or someplace and your plane happens to go down in afghanistan yeah okay because there's some there's some huge peaks 12 14 16, yeah. feet if we had at least kept Bagram Airfield, if that happened, those people might have some sort of hope to cling on to. If we could make it to this spot here, we won't be raped and, and murdered by the, these um, the minions of hell that, that have been have been vomited yeah. up out of the, uh, the brimstone uh, smelling, uh, you know, deep caves in, in the Hindu. Yeah. Kush where, yeah. You know, these people that. Uh, you know, I mean, hanging somebody from from uh, a helicopter is that, that that's that's small on their list of atrocities. You know, I mean, they burn people. There's all yeah. kinds of horrible stuff that can. Well, happen. there's going to be women that are going to be stoned I, uh, to yeah. death because they wouldn't wear their burqa correctly. Uh, you know, we we actually when we came in there, we actually got these. There are women that are just grew up with the United States in there the that they got educated and they were able to do things. And now they have to revert to this, this, uh, yeah. uh was it a uh, middle age be- bullshit where they have to just be servant to the man. I, I almost, I, in a lot of ways, I think uh, a lot of people don't realize that the, the Wahhabi sect of Islam, that all this stuff emanates from all the crate, the Taliban, the ISIS, the, you know, even down in uh, there are certain um, Muslim areas in, in Africa where they still practice female circumcision, mm-hmm. which is uh, that's horrible. Isn't that dangerous, too? It is, yeah, but it's it's a woman. So, you know, yeah. oh, there's more of them. Yeah, that, I mean, that that's the attitude that, the, you know, many of the practitioners of, of that would would have. I'm just guessing, you know. Yeah. 
because uh, I thankfully I I know of nobody that uh, believes in that. But I'm just saying that all this stuff came from the the uh, these the, these guys that were kicked out of Egypt because you know of what for whatever reason, and they were sour at this um, um, this. And it wasn't even necessarily new at the time, but this version of they were at the people that kicked them out were more progressive Islamists in their religion. And mm-hmm. they kicked them out of Egypt and they found refuge in the back areas of Saudi Arabia. And they had, they, you know, they were pissed off because they had gotten kicked out of their country. And so and they had gotten kicked out by these people that were much more liberal in their religious practices than they were. So they created this ultra, you know, uh, uh, the, it's sort of like the Nazis after, um, um, you know, after World War One, uh, they they were they were originally this Workers Party because you know the the low level worker was so screwed over by the economy. Well, and, the economy is horrible, and yeah, right. and and they they found a little niche there. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it was easy to get them to be pissed off uh, toward this other ver- uh, this other economic version and come up with their you know, with this extreme and, and then and because they're already, you know, so stirred up, it's easy to, you know, it was easy for Hitler to use them to gain power and stuff. So that's basically what these these Wahhab, the Wahhabi sect of Islam was uh, the breeding ground was that that circumstance where you had these guys who are already throwbacks pissed off at these progressives or, you know, or socially liberal uh, yeah. Muslims, so they came out with this extreme version that I, I think it's probably worse than the ones which, which existed in the eighth century, because because that's the breeding that's where it came from, and then from there, it, you know, it's it's been exported across the Middle East or to to all the Muslim or the majority of Muslim countries. I don't think like Albania, which is mm-hmm. the only Muslim originally or for a long time, it's been the only Muslim majority country in Europe. But you know that might change soon. But anyway, uh, not every Muslim country has has received, but but many of them have. And yeah. then, you know, the, the same sort of uh, it's it's the, the same sort of stuff has been, um, you know, fomented in these these uh, very, uh, you know, I want to say the backwaters of, of the international community, but these very geographically inaccessible and harsh places and, you know, places where there's not a lot of population, but there's you know because of the geographical circumstances there's uh not it's not a place where a bunch of big cities are ever going to spring up and life is yeah. hard and you know uh, it's it's just a bad idea for the entire in, international community to have the freedom of movement i think that we have it, it's so easy to move around between countries when you have these kind of people out there and you know it's not like there's just three or six of them we're talking yeah. about you know many many people in in many different countries that have that are um buying into this stuff because a lot of them don't know any better i I realize that it's an unfortunate circumstance but that's where um this 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 uh, ultimately came from and that's why it's so bad and to me that's why um i i know in a perfect world yeah we wouldn't have to be in other countries we wouldn't have to be the world's police but if you look at it okay if we're not who is china yeah yeah, you're right. There is all, when we leave somewhere, there's always a vacuum, and somebody comes yeah. in. And so, you know what? We have to, we, somebody has to go in there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing is, we've just made a, a mess even bigger because you're going to have Taliban. You have different sects of Taliban. You also have um, the have other 
houses that have made it made it in through through the evacuations. Yeah. You know, that's you know that there's at least a few of those that we've. You have Al Qaeda coming up and resurging back and all these sects are going to be coming in and they they're going to have they have weapons of what we gave them. All this stuff, we, we gave them, like, all the equipment. They have, like, Kevlar vests. They have night vision goggles. The thing that we were able to do to surprise their enemy when we're there, they have. All this yeah. shit that we put in there, they have. They have money, and they're going to continue to get more money because they're, uh, this, is a, this has become a hostage situation. It really is. They're going to say, give us money or give us this and that, and we'll give you that. And... Who knows if we can trust these fuckers? Seriously, I don't think we can. Well, you see, the, here's the thing. is, um, My idea is that when, once we got in there and had control of Afghanistan, we should, all the people that helped us should have been beneficiaries of developing that place, especially when it comes to the rare earth, the mining of the rare earth min- minerals yeah. that are used for conductors and you know all the digital devices that we have and all this. And we should have... Uh, um, been able to the people that helped us to uh, in, uh, help them out uh, at making them beneficiaries of uh, of um, economic uh, growth in yeah. that area. We, we we should have invested some government money into that since since we were there, and um, and made them powerful and and let them and shown them uh, some of the values because one of the one of the things with Afghanistan being made up of so many different. Um, tribes and being so inaccessible is that um and you you know such a rugged area it's so it's hard for anybody to control all of it so then you have you have little individual almost like warlords controlling certain areas of it and these kinds of things are so that that kind of system is so volatile for who changes what you know because it's based upon power so what you have is a populace who is used to seeing which way the wind is going to blow and not being really um uh it's and it, you know and this goes for any any populaces that are in a similar type of situation in inaccessible geography this tends to be the case the mountain people you know wherever you're at there you're loyal to your family and your tribe first because you you don't know who your overlord is going to be so yeah. you know any any the the the, the oaths of fealty that you make to him aren't really true because it could change in six months or three months you're right you don't want to get killed so, you know, because yeah, one person it, it's just like one person is going to uh, if you're top of the mountain, you've got to look like you've got to be on the swivel because somebody's going to be gunning for you all the time. Right. So. So. But now if we once we were there and had the country stable, if we would have been able to show the people that that were there that helped us that wanted a good life, I, you know, hey, um, you know, we can we'll, we'll use some of our Western technology. We'll invest it here. We'll let you, you know, get some mining going on, some whatever kind of, uh, you know, whatever resources you have that you can take advantage of. We'll help you guys do that. So you guys helped us. You're going to be, you know, running stuff here. And then it, it, that's that's a way we could we could have showed them a little bit of um, uh, stability and a little bit of how we've been able to govern ourselves until recently with the insane leftists taking over everything, but how traditionally in the West, how we have been able to govern ourselves, um, you know, by utilizing what you have plus some technology and, you know, uh, but none of that happened. We just kept, we kept them in the dark ages the whole time we were there. 
And, you know, another thing that I heard, too, sorry about breaking. No, uh, jump right But, in. you know, what we did was we, we set up the military based on how we do things. And it, it shouldn't have been that way. It should have been, we should have thought differently out of the box because we use our Air Force and our, uh, you know, the ground troops, which yeah. that, didn't, that wouldn't help for them. We should have found a different specific strategy for them to protect themselves in a different way. Because once we took our Air Force away, they would have, have to do things on their own. And we, know, we just know, we just saw that once we took our Air Force away and our, our, our air capabilities, everything went to shit. Well, the, we should have figured out a way of, of like teaching them, hey, this is how we think you should be able to, to do things in a different way because based on your geography and, and your yeah. the, the, the area. And, and, you know, going along with that is that um, when I when I've listened to a lot of these people, what I the the, um, the 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 people who are making a lot of decisions, they had this air of superiority that, you know, prevented them, I, I think, you know, because when you have the attitude like, oh, these people were never going to be able to govern themselves or, you know, when you're looking down at people and you're, you're not you're not thinking they're capable of learning new ways of doing things. Then you then it doesn't even enter your mind to try to go there, and I I hear a lot of that because if you look at the people they empowered over there, they the ones who were running the government were just you know were just corrupt. Um, uh, as long as there is some money was coming in, you know it was it was going to be okay. But yeah. they let and and I and I think from you know like I said here the attitudes of the different people that I heard and listened to. Uh, when they were giving reports on on what they had been doing as far as uh, controlling the war and stuff over there, those people had the attitude like they they just assumed that uh, these corrupt the 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 corrupt people were going to get into the government because they assume that's how all the Afghani's are more or less. Yeah. So they're they're to, so to them they're not at all they so they didn't even try to um, set up a legit honest government. You know, and so and 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 that 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 kind of short-sighted thinking um, goes. Uh, you, you pay for it down the line. So yeah. had they actually, you know, more Afghani's probably would have been um, on our side if we they had actually tried to make an effort of getting you know genuine, honest ones to run things instead of just you know um, here's the new boss, same as the old boss type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we didn't do that either. So there, there's a lot of mistakes and it's because the people, yeah, a lot of this seems to me like it's because the people making the decisions didn't believe in what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to backtrack a little bit and I think yeah. you kind of answered it, but I wanted to be very uh, uh, honest. Uh, I mean, I wanted to get your idea. So did you think that we should have got out or, 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 or it kind of sounded like you, you wanted just to keep Bagram uh, Air Force Base and then let, you know, take the rest of our troops and people that, that we helped us along the way and bring them out. Is that exactly or, or did you want to, do you think we should have had more of a presence in Afghanistan? Uh, I mean, ideally, I think that we should have had more of a presence in Afghanistan. And I think we should have made a few permanent bases and planned on staying there for the duration. But being as it was, uh, you know, if we were going to get out of Afghanistan, um, when President Trump came across and, he, you know, under his plan, we were going to keep Bagram Air Force Base. Yeah. So and I think at, at a bare we should have done that at a bare minimum. Mm -hmm. 
be pulling everything out of Afghanistan the way we did and totally abandoning it to be everything that it's going to be, amongst which is a breeding ground for terrorism, was uh, that was a disastrous mistake, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one big mistake I think we had in this foreign policy debacle was that we took the military first out before we, we, we took out the civilians. And that's, and all that's that. ludicrous. Yes, that's totally stupid. And I mean, I, I, I would say you would get an 95, 85 to 90% of uh, Americans that look at that and say, what the fuck? Seriously, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I, I look at that and I'm like, you know, you're smarter than that. And that's where my agenda is like, okay, there's, if you want to ruin something, this is the best way of doing it. Well, and that's where my agenda of, of trying to expose the, the fraudulent, um, you know, propagandists who parade as journalists in the mainstream media. That's where it, you know, it comes back to that as well, because, um, you know, uh, there, that's, I, I honestly believe he's not concerned with the way most people are going to take it because for one, he, he's got the media to try to spin it for him. And for two, and this is the very important one, they have the media to try to spin how election fraud isn't happening when it's rife. And, you know, our last presidential election is proof of that, but I can yeah. go back to congressional uh, elections and, you know, things that have been going on in, in California uh, anybody that's been following this stuff knows about the, um, you know, going back to the 90s. I mean, talk about uh, B1 Bob Dornan and, you know, we, I could go on and on. But I'm just saying that instead of actually like trying to explain to you the facts of what happened and, you know, whether or not the, you know, wh- whether or not something happened that uh, directly benefits them. Instead of doing that, I, I believe it's uh it's really just almost totally propaganda until you get to the weather. Yeah. So one last question before we, we close out this segment. Um, and I'll talk about my thought about it. Um, looking at the future of Afghanistan and, and what you think you can do. Um, my take is I think they're going to try to cover this up like nice and roses and everything's fine. But with media being the way it is, and we have YouTube and we have other things, I think we're going to see a very, very, very dark uh, a picture on this. I think we're going to see beheadings of Americans. We're going to see, like I said, I think we're going to have uh, hostage negotiations. I think I, I know that Iran is already getting these uh, things that we left behind. Um, so that's going to make them stronger. I, I think... This is the, the Middle East is not just going to be it's going to turn into a wildfire and it's going to turn into a, a blaze. Um, this is he, this is on an this is a total uh, screw up on an epic proportions. And I, I we are going to see this and we probably will have to go back in, which is sucks because, you know, it, it, it because we're going to have to help people out. Um, put your Swami hat and what do you think you would see? coming up if you could you could predict well barring some major unforeseen circumstances and thank goodness that those happen from time to time but Mm -hmm. barring one of those i mean it's pretty similar to what you just said uh i i know that all the pieces are there for that to happen for it this could totally totally run downhill for all 
of uh, the Western civilization in in the world. Uh, hopefully it won't. Hopefully something will uh, prevent that. But I mean, right now, I really don't see what it would be. And um, I, I think that our country, if it were to get down to where we should go back in, um, we're not going to, uh, at least not for any time soon. And then uh, during that hesitation, it's only going to grow stronger, whatever's going on over there. So it looks really bad. I'm just hoping that something happens that somehow keeps any of that from happening. And yeah. I can't think of what it might be right now. So do you think the hostages are just going to stay there or there, are, are we going to hear uh, stories of people like, you know, going, uh, chancing life and barely getting out of there? I, I mean, well, I think- look at these, you know, the, with this Pineapple Express and look at what these some of these veterans have done to yeah. now those, you know, those are the people that should have been making decisions about what to do, because those are people with integrity and um I got to say that, it, uh, you know, I did for many, you know, I haven't liked Glenn Beck for quite some time, but yeah. what, what he's done with that, uh, you got to give him props for that. And kudos. Yeah, you have to tip your hat to him. He yeah. really took his neck, put his neck on the line to get yes. some of these people out. So he, he deserves, you know, people deserve credit where it's due. I, I ca- I've called him the wreck for a long time because mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. But um, anyways, I, I. You know, anything that's going to benefit, you know, I know there's going to be some hostage negotiation. There's going to be somebody who's going to, you know, over there that's going to try to get some money out of these people once they find them. But also going to be some people that don't care about money and just want to slaughter a Westerner. Well, I think those Taliban K, that division is going to just go rough shot and just like uh, do whatever they want. Yeah, um, just like you know, blasting the the fo- the folk singer or whatever he was, the old man with his guitar the other day. Yeah, and you know, one one of the one of the things that really gets me is, um, you know, the destruction and uh, be, be being big into history and uh, especially uh, uh, biblical history and um, everything is that uh, there it, the the different areas that we're talking about when when these I don't even want to call them people, but when these these uh, these evildoers gain control, um, we saw some destruction in Nineveh by ISIS. And but before we even took Afghanistan back, uh, you know, the, the Taliban had these massive stone Buddhas that were carved into the side of a mountain from way, way, way back when, when the area of Afghanistan of Af- Afghanistan was predominantly Buddhist. These ancient, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if they were over a thousand years old, but they were hundreds of years old, if not, if not more than that. I I don't really don't know uh, right now when that was done. But anyways, these ancient artifacts were dynamited or, you know, because uh, by the by the Taliban, because, um, you know, it was. Yeah. So what? this kind of stuff happens, it doesn't just affect the people there. I mean, it, it affects so, for instance, uh, a lot of people don't know that Afghanistan at one time was Buddhist. Now, I was able to see a documentary, and this documentary was done probably about 10 years ago, um, uh, about Alexander the Great. And what yeah. a lot of people don't realize is after Alexander the Great took over the area and introduced Greek culture to a uh, Buddhist religious community, that you there, there were actually 
productions. And, and in the documentary, I saw this guy went to Kabul, Afghanistan. But even at that time, it was all tore up and there was bombs going off and stuff. And he went into the, into the bottom of this basement. But he showed he showed these Buddhas from the time of Alexander the Great that are done up in Greek wow. Bogas. And there's nowhere else in the world where that happened, but it happened there. But because we in the West have ignored it and just and let it be, you know, basically run by uh, the guy with the biggest stick. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff uh, was getting lost then. And so I now I can't you know, I can't even think about you, you, museum pieces like that. The, the Taliban's not going to let that. Yeah. The, the history of Afghanistan is just going to yeah. be destroyed the, because they want to. That it's, you know, it's like if somebody took over uh, Egypt and said, oh, yeah, we want to bomb the pyramids because yeah. it doesn't yeah. go with our religion, you know? Yeah. It's well, the, I mean, you know that tyrants will do that. They will remake history by destroying uh, sure. the older history. That's look, look what's going on here with critical race theory. They want to teach it to first graders or something. It's insane. So um, I think that does it for tonight, for this episode. Um, I do want to do a preview. Next week, I kind of want to work on the recall because we are having, a, in California, we do have a vote coming on the 14th, and we could do a little preview of that. And, uh, you know, we could see more of the numbers now. But uh, uh, any little quick preview want to talk about that, uh, Jeremy? Go Larry Elder. Yes. <laughs> Go Larry Elder. Hopefully, and, you know, we, hopefully we can get this, uh, this asshole uh, recalled, too. Thank goodness. Yeah, send him back to the French Laundry. <laughs> okay, Jeremy, th this has been a great uh, episode. Um, uh, any parting uh, shots for the people out there? Well, there's always something to hope for. So as bad as things look for right now, things go in cycles. And uh, I just hope things will get better but right now it looks pretty darn bad yeah and you know i i started to swim in the ocean and i remember being in there and looking towards the horizon with the sun coming down and i just thought to myself you know with the waves coming in and out we you know we have uh ups and downs in life and right now it looks like downs and you just have to be optimistic about it and think okay we're gonna there there's gonna be a rise and and uh and you always have to think, I always think optimistic that there will be something that uh, helps us out to get through these dark times. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I tend to think of, I tend to think of, of two things. One of uh, a shirt that I saw, a t-shirt one time I saw with a, uh, it had a pelican trying to, to eat a frog, but the frog's two front legs were hanging out and he had it, he had his, uh, his front uh, fingers around the pelican's neck and underneath it, it said, never give up. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing. And uh, the other one is uh, on the third bad out of hell album by meatloaf. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're called I'm still alive. And yeah. it's, it's hot rud as long as hot blood runs in my veins or something along those lines. So, yeah. you know, as if, if we're around, we can always make the world better. Exactly. You have been listening to the American experiment.